Hey guys, welcome back to Brentwood Barbell Radio. This is episode 20. Today we are going to talk about something, uh, a question that we get asked more and more frequently these days. Um, what is the difference between power building and power lifting um, as far as uh, programming goes? So we're starting to hear that a lot more. Um, would you? What do you think, Alex, as far as like in our group setting, is this like a 50 50 thing or, or what would you, what would you think right now where yeah. we're at? I almost feel like it's uh yeah, I say it's probably about a 50 50, maybe 60 40. It's, it's popular. That term power building is just such like a, a buzzword. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. Oh, I need to, I need to go look like Arnold or something. And I promise if I had sure. the secrets of looking like Arnold, I'd look like him. But <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's almost a, I found like almost like class wise, it's like the, my evening group. I really see that a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just age discrepancies or whatever, but, um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, uh, it's popular and prevalent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I figured we kind of break, break that apart today and talk a little bit about, um, you know, the differences, I, you know, to be right up front and fair, I, this is all just sort of made up mm-hmm. in terms of like what one guy, you know, one day, made up this term called power building and um you know it probably used to be called just bodybuilding right um um and so it, it you know it isn't you know if we're talking about something and you're like well i follow so and so and they say it's this well it's fine like uh it is whatever it is whatever the person who's talking about it makes it up to it's be a very very loose term um, <laughs> it, right so uh you know so just to get that up you know out of the way up front um you know, these are just some, some of the ways that we kind of think about it and we kind of organize it, um, at the gym. And so let's, let's just get into it. So, uh, let's start with just the basic, uh, powerlifting sort of explanation, right? So powerlifting is a competitive barbell sport where athletes, um, go to meets and compete to see who can lift, uh, you know, or perform the greatest total, uh, in the squat, the bench press and the deadlift. Uh, three attempts per exercise. Uh, you know, the judges take your top lift uh, in each exercise, and then that, you know, creates your total. And then the athlete with the biggest total is the winner or, you know, within your weight class anyways. So that's just a very quick powerlifting explanation. Powerlifting has been around for a long time. In the past 10 years, has actually kind of exploded in popularity. Um, this movement of what is called raw powerlifting. Um you know, in the early to mid nineties, um, you know, geared powerlifting was a thing, which is, you know, where athletes wear, uh, you know, bench shirts and, uh, squat suits. And there's, there's a, a lot more equipment, um, hence the term geared powerlifting, uh, in, ge- in geared powerlifting. And so typically the weights are much heavier, much bigger weights, um, from a general sort of like strength training exercise standpoint, geared powerlifting isn't always super practical uh, because people spend lots of time in the gear. And so there's like this whole getting ready, getting things on, getting things off, yada, yada. And so a lot of guys and girls going to the gym just don't want to mess with the time commitment around geared powerlifting. And so this, this is where raw powerlifting kind of really excelled. Uh, and I think in a lot of ways it was sort of sold more as like, healthier, which is, I think, not accurate at all or not true, but I I think it kind of has that 
vibe, yeah. if you will. Would you agree yeah. with that? Or? Well, and also, too, the, the thing with raw powerlifting, it's it's normal. It's what you see in the gym already. Like, sure. Yeah, you know, sure. like, you know, you watch that West Side Barbell documentary and, you know, these guys are wearing these big diapers and, like, it's like, what what is going on? What are they wearing? You know, like, I, I yeah. saw that one... One of the guys talking is like, "What is he gonna go take a shit in it or what?" Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just so foreign and taboo, and um, that's what drove me to it. But, <laughs> um, sure, sure. but you know, I started out in like the raw powerlifting and got a good base of everything and just like general knowledge of how to do the lifts and you know the high specificity at first and just built on that to where moving into gear kind of made more sense to me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what, with raw powerlifting, you know, uh, you know, there's a ton of memes and everything about geared versus raw and all that stuff. And, you know, just, you know, the raw guys are the healthier ones. And then the, the geared guys are blood pressure is like <laughs> through the roof sure. and all this, which isn't true necessarily, <laughs> but sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I think that, um, in addition to the sort of the quote raw powerlifting movement, I think there's also been a general movement towards, you know, hypertrophy and increasing muscle mass, mm-hmm. which is probably, you know, we'll get into the power building stuff here in a bit, but um, that that's also been a more prevalent conversation. I think 20, 30 years ago, you know, only quote bodybuilders cared about muscle mass and hypertrophy. And so a lot of people have this image of like, well, I don't want to get big and bulky, uh, and that conversation has changed in the past decade, at least maybe even going back further than that. But now people are a lot more aware of gaining muscle, the value of gaining muscle, the importance of gaining muscle, especially as we age and with longevity. And so that has been, um, a, you know, a bigger part of the conversation, which has probably contributed to, you know, this idea of raw powerlifting. Um, and then ultimately, you know, power building, I guess, has been kind of an offshoot of that. So, um, I think that's, that's kind of, does that seem accurate as far as just how things have transpired over the past decade or so? Yeah, definitely. I think with social media and everything, just that's whenever I felt like I noticed like powerlifting really take off, you know, people are posting videos of their squat and their bench and their deadlift and everything. And everyone's like, Oh, I can, you know, they, they used to be an athlete or something and they're like, Oh, I can still compete in something. I can still, you know, you know, whatever. So, you know, seeing all these lifts on social media from these average Joes and, you know, they're competing, winning medals. I think that's really when it took off. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's an important thing. I didn't even really mention that. I, part of the rise <clears throat> powerlifting, raw powerlifting is probably at least in part due to social media, mm-hmm. right? Because it's fun to watch a guy or a girl pull a heavy deadlift. Right. Right. If, I'm not going to watch some guy or girl do curls. Nope. Right. Or calf raises or, you know, quote bodybuilding stuff because it's just who cares. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a tricep press down. Who cares? Right. But when you watch a guy pull 750 on a Tuesday, you're like, wow, that's a strong dude. So it's visually more appealing. Uh, you know, now that we have this medium, this social media medium, if you will, um, it's just, it, they just go together so well, right? So that has probably been, um, that's probably an important contributor as well uh, to the popularity of powerlifting. Um, I think at our gym, we don't necessarily get a lot of folks coming in saying, I want to specifically powerlift, 
but we do get a lot of people interested in the power lifts, right? Yeah. They want to bench more, squat more. They don't necessarily want to go do a competition, <clears throat> but they, uh, they, they're starting to kind of come in already knowing the benefits of those, you know, classic barbell lifts, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's been cool. Um, it's made, it's made selling memberships a little bit easier for sure. Um, as opposed to when we started, but, um, yeah, let's, let's talk about like actual nuts and bolts of programming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we, we were actually kind of talking about this yesterday when I said, you know, an easy way to kind of think about the difference is let's just use like the bench press, for example. Um, you know, a power lifter wants to get good at, they want to get stronger, right? And the way that they measure strength mm-hmm. is the bench press right? Uh, Upper body strength. Let's just stay with that for now. So as such, they're going to do a lot of bench pressing, right? Um, Depending on, you know, what level of athlete they are, uh, they're going to be doing a tremendous amount of bench pressing and there's going to be lots of different types of bench presses and lots of tempos and rep ranges and bands and chains and pins and pauses and floor presses and all the stuff, right? Um, in an effort to improve their bench press, the skill of bench pressing, right? Whereas a power builder is more interested in the bench press, A, because it's just fun to do a compound lift, and B, for upper body muscle mass development, so chest, shoulders, triceps. And so they're probably going to do less bench pressing and more uh, a, a kind of a greater variety, right? So they may bench press, they may incline bench press, they may dumbbell bench press, they may do dips or weighted dips. Um, you know, so they're kind of like spreading the workload around a little bit more, if you will. Does that, does that make sense? You agree with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. The, specific, the specificity is much different between the two. Yeah. And then the other piece of that is like, um, if we go back to this idea of building the skill, typically powerlifting is going to, especially with today's type of programming, uh, they're going to be a higher frequency usually, right? So like they may bench press anywhere from two to four days a week where a power builder is probably going to bench press twice a week. Um, You know, depending, maybe even once, it just depends um, on the specific program, but they're going to do it a lot less often because we don't care so much how skillful they are at bench pressing. Right. We don't, we don't really care a whole lot about how much weight is on the bar. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, we know that the biggest driver of hypertrophy is training within a certain proximity of failure. Right. But it doesn't necessarily matter as much where you're failing. Right. So if a guy benches 225 and he's working relatively close to failure and another guy benches 315 and he's working equally close to failure, I don't know that the 315 benchers gonna get bigger uh i mean conventional wisdom might say that he would because he's lifting more tonnage uh more um more volume more tonnage there but but i don't know that it's that black and white i think because again if you look at a lot of the data on hypertrophy it goes back to this proximity to failure um so the, the point of all that is that we don't care as much about how much weight the person is bench pressing if they're power building now, if you're a power lifter and you're going to show up and bench press against a bunch of other guys or girls on a certain day, then we care absolutely how much weight is on the bar, right? So that's the difference in um, 
you know, what we're trying to accomplish with the different programming. Um, so how are you typically setting up someone's program if they like if they come in and say, Alex, I want primarily I want to like look like I lift. Right. Right. I love doing like the barbell lifts, but I want like people at the pool to say, dude, where are you working out at? Right. How would you and, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I can train four days a week. How would you lay out my program? Yeah. So if if they're willing to give four days a week, I'm going to move them to an upper lower split. So we can get a lot okay. of that volume in each day and spread that fatigue out throughout the week. Um, but they're going to have a pretty high uh, variation rate or whatever you want to call it, uh, high variance within the program. So um, like we said, we don't really care about what their one rep max is. So we're going to be working in somewhere like, you know, we will use the bench again. We're going to be working somewhere in that six to eight rep range. We're going to build that up. We're going to still let it get strong, you know, uh, because the more weight that we put on the bar, the more muscle units we can recruit and all that type of stuff. So it's still going to be useful to get strong. Definitely not saying that within this program, but it's not the main goal. So we're going to still push the bench press in like that six to eight rep range. Then we might move over to like an overhead press or incline bench, some type of, uh, you know, accessory type of uh, secondary movement. That one might be a little bit higher rep, maybe 8 to 10, somewhere around there. And then from the 8 to 10 rep range, we can still build up on all that volume, reach that proximity to failure. Um, after we do a secondary movement, we're going to start moving into our accessory stuff. So the accessory stuff is going to be those small special exercises. You know, we're going to go in there and we're going to hit some dumbbell benching. We're going to hit some triceps, some shoulders, some upper back. All that stuff is still going to help aid in the bench press and, you know, the goal of that day. But we can kind of use that variation to spread that uh, that work across the whole upper body. Yeah. Yeah, I think the important thing uh, to think about there is, um, you know, you said you're still going to get stronger. Um, you know, strength is, is, is as easy as saying an increase in force production. So with a power lifter, we care specifically about one rep max strength. So if my one RM went up, I'm a better power lifter, mm -hmm. right? But if somebody's hitting three sets of six to eight reps on the bench press and they start that at 175 and they finish a, you know, a eight week program and they're now doing six to eight reps for three sets at 225, they absolutely got stronger, right? right? They just, they may or may not have gotten better at doing one RM. Right. Now, of course you ran a powerlifting block and they're doing singles, ultimately that would translate to a one RM increase. Um, but it may or may not translate without having done a little bit of a, a peak, if you will. Um, but they still absolutely got stronger. If they're lifting heavier weights in any rep range over a given period of time, that is a, an increase in force production, right? So the reason that you'll typically see higher reps in a power building program is because you're often going to do less sets, mm -hmm. right? And that is so that you can do all the stuff that you just talked about. Right. There may be six or eight exercises in an upper body power building day. If it's a power lifting day, there's probably only going to be two to four exercises, right? right? And then it might not even be an upper body day only. It right. just depends on the athlete. Yeah. Like it might be a, a, a squat bench and a deadlift right, yeah. of those four, three of them might be the main lift. Yep. So, 
Yeah, because the but skill set just, is just different. Right. You're 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 spreading the. Uh, I kind of like to think about it as like the resources around more. Right. So like if I'm an athlete and I'm capable of doing twenty work sets today, right? No matter what, I got twenty work sets in me. Well, if I do a power building program and there's five exercises, you know, per, per day or six, that's three to four sets per exercise. I got 20 sets in me and I'm, I'm working on my bench press today. And that's all I care about. I may do seven or eight sets of bench press. Right. And I'm yeah. still going to follow that up probably with other stuff, right. but a bigger portion of my resources went to building something in a specific way mm-hmm. is I guess the best way to think about right. that. Does that make sense? Or? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then, you know, you said upper lower split, which we will also use like for power building or f- I'm sorry, for power lifting purposes as well. That's a very traditional tried and true setup. Um, I've also done full body uh, programs for lots of people, uh, specifically if it's a three day program, it's almost always, right. almost always a full body. Um, but even sometimes it's four, uh, I'll still do a full body. It just depends on the person. Um, I wouldn't necessarily probably do that if it were power building though. Um, yeah. Just, I don't know. Again, not, it's not the rule. It's just the way I've done things in the yeah. past. Those so. sessions can run pretty long if you try to cram a full body into a power yeah. building. Right, right, right. Because if if you've committed to doing power building, what I just heard was, yes, I promise I'll do all of my accessories. Exactly. That's, 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 right? yeah, you need that in power building. <laughs> power lifting is sort of like, at least in the short term, that's kind of optional. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, long-term development and growth and getting better. And again, gaining more muscle mass over time, you could make a strong case for everybody needing to do their accessories. Um, you know, but in the short term, it matters less. However, there are no power builders that would say you can skip your accessories. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you're not power building yep. at that point. Yeah, you got to go over and do your so, dumbbell bench. <laughs> you got to, yeah, you got to grab some dumbbells. You're going to be doing lots of curls, lots of press downs, lots of calf raises, you know, all the stuff. Um, and so quite honestly, some people really like to train that way. And then some people do not. Yeah. Uh, I've always said I've you know I want to train like a bod or like a power lifter but look like a body exactly <laughs> if only because power is more fun right. right it's just more fun to bench and squat and deadlift yep. and it's not nearly as fun to do pec flies yep uh, it's for me anyways I don't know again some people really like that stuff uh, I hate curls so, <laughs> yeah I, I never it, like them but I'll I'll do them but <laughs> yeah yeah so I it, again it just it goes back to kind of what is motivating the person, but, um, uh, but those are some def- definite sort of discrepancies between a power lifting program and a power building program. You're going to just to put a bow on it. You're probably going to be looking at more of a split. If it's power building, you're probably going to be looking at more exercises per day, less sets per exercise. Uh, you're probably going to be looking at a higher rep range uh, that you're working in over time uh usually power building is gonna the compound stuff is usually five to ten reps and all the other stuff is usually eight to fifteen reps Mm -hmm. you know somewhere in there Um, versus power lifting is a lot of uh low repetition sets so five sets of three eight sets of three six sets of two that kind of stuff um and then uh, you know the last one is the exercise selection 
um, you're going to see a much wider range of exercise selection on a power building program because we are not nearly as concerned with the carryover, if you will, or the transference of weighted dips to your bench press. We want the weighted dips to build your triceps, right? We don't care whether or not your bench press goes up. It may, but that's not the point. Versus the powerlifting program, we're going to probably opt for a close grip bench press to specifically build your bench press. So hopefully that is not, not too confusing. Uh, you got anything? Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of similarities that can be present within the programs. And also, too, I mean, it's we get a lot of people who, you know, they're doing the barbell lifts and say maybe it's quote-unquote still kind of powerlifting-ish. You know, they're, maybe they're not doing as many accessories or something like that. You can still reach some physique goals with that. It just comes down to dieting. You know, we're going to try to nail sure. in like what your nutrition looks like and things like that. So uh, it's not like, a, yeah. oh, I want to look good. I have to do power building. But, Absolutely. you know, we can kind of, I don't know. Sometimes once we switch over to a different program like that, somebody's like their mindset just kind of changes. Oh, my goal is different now. Both can work, but, um, you know, you just got to know what you want. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that what's good about what you just said there is that both of them do work. Yeah. And so just do both of them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I think a great setup is for somebody to do a lot of power building throughout the year and then once or twice a year do a little power lifting peak and then test and have some fun with yeah. that. Yeah. Cause it's always, it's then, always going to be fun to hit a heavy bench or a heavy squat. For me, more right, so a heavy right. a heavy squat, more so than a heavy bench, because I like squat more. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that's a great setup. So I think having a, a gym that can uh, program for you to kind of bounce back and forth. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, right? It's uh, it's the end of March. Uh, it's starting to get warmer out, and people are more interested in how they look right now, um, or they're going to start getting real interested very soon. And so seasonally, uh, it makes sense to, you know, adjust your training to reflect kind of how you want to look and feel at the time where, you know, in October, nobody cares <laughs> really what, you know, right. Like they're, they're eating, throw on a hoodie and bulk they're, up. <laughs> every day. they're like eating chili, you know? Yeah. Let's get strong, right. you know? And then, you know, somewhere around April or May, they're like, uh, Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> opens in like five days. So like, I gotta like get it together. So, you know, I think all that is perfectly natural and fine. Yeah. Uh, and so your training can reflect that too. So anyways, you got anything else? Yeah, that's it. Cool. All right. Uh, thank you guys. Hopefully something in here was <laughs> useful. Um, they're more power lifting and power building are more similar than they are different. Let's just end with that. Uh, we'll be back soon uh, with another interesting question or topic. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Later. Bye.